This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. And also by Organifi. Green juice that's totally organic, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, and soy-free. Listeners can get an additional 20% off their orders by going to OrganifiShop.com slash cooks and using the coupon code COOKS. Hi, I'm Sarah Humphreys, the executive editor of Real Simple, a busy stepmother of two, and an amateur cook who loves to cook but has lots of questions. And I'm Sarah Karnasevich, the food editor of RealSimple.com and a working mom of a hungry toddler who tries to give you all the answers. Welcome to Things Cooks Know, the weekly podcast where the professional cook, that's Sarah Kay, shares insider advice and secrets that the busy amateur cook, that's me, can use in her own kitchen with her own family. I'm really excited for this episode <laughs> because we are dedicating the entire episode to chocolate chip cookies. Basically, let's like drill down on it. You know, why yeah. not? I mean, everyone has an opinion, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks that they know what a perfect chocolate chip cookie looks like. Yes. And I feel like, you know, I want to I want to hear your thoughts on the subject and then I want to debate about it. I would love to. I saw you making them on Instagram this weekend. Yes, I went when you went crazy this weekend. Kind of crazy yeah. this weekend. I mean, I was housebound for this weekend, so I basically just cooked and then cleaned and then cooked and then cleaned yeah. and cooked and cleaned. It was just like eating and cooking and cleaning dishes. I feel like I was eating vicariously through you this weekend. Okay, so let's get to the cookies. I, I'm i like one of those people who really likes like a cakey cookie. I like it tall. Uh-huh. I like it. So kind of like squat? Yeah. Yeah. I like it like, yeah, small diameter. But height. Uh-huh. And I like a nut in my cookie. Uh-huh. And it, frankly, I'm not actually a, a huge chocolate chip fan. So I'd rather oh have, God. like, the I cookie see. itself, like, the bad, the dough of the cookie with, like, a couple chocolate chips, but not really. Do you and see I what's don't happening like, to my face And I don't like chocolate talking. chunks because I don't like a, a huge bite. I like, like, a, this is <laughs> so bad. I like a milk chocolate chip. Oh, my God, like, Sarah. I know. No, it's not, so I mean, look, I love milk. No, I've told you how I grew up. I just can't believe, like, every word that comes out of your mouth <laughs> is, like, more in opposition to my Okay, so tell me about your cookie. So you like short and squat. I mean, you like, like squat <laughs> sort and of like tall me. and cakey <laughs> and with nuts and milk chocolate. And I like flat and crispy and God no nuts and... Big chunks of dark chocolate, and I want them to be like thin and crispy and caramely, and yeah, and the opposite of what. And you so want. not chewy. You don't want chewy. No, I could take like a little chewy in the like center, like right in the center. But no, I mostly want it almost to be like lace, like just really crunchy, buttery tasting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am flashing back to my childhood when my friend Happy, who I think I've talked yeah, about on this show before, Happy. she and I used to do chocolate chip cookie bake-offs. It was her idea. I mean, because she she's still a very good cook and a very good baker. And so we'd be in her mom's kitchen. She'd be like, all right, chocolate chip cookie bake-off. We each got our own <laughs> pack of Toll House cookies and uh, cookie chocolate chips, and we'd use the recipe on the back. And hers were always better. <laughs> but anyway, there is a science to, cho- to any baking, of course. Right. But there's definitely science to chocolate chip cookies and depending on the ratios of things you can make all different kinds yes you can you can once you know kind of like 
the general profile of what you like, like what we just described, you can kind of tweak the ingredients, the ratios of things a little bit to engineer your perfect chocolate chip cookie. Okay. So I would love to talk about that and help everybody engineer their perfect cookie. But first, a word about our sponsor. So if, like me, you have a website that looks like it was designed in 1997, because it probably was designed in 1997, (laughs) and you're looking for an update, you don't have to worry. You don't have to go learn how to code or do whatever it is they call these things. (laughs) Yes, I am the digital editor. (laughs) All you need is Squarespace. Squarespace is the answer to all your problems because you can have a professionally designed looking site regardless of your skill level or lack thereof there's no coding required all you have to do is sign up and everything is right there at your fingertips you have intuitive easy to use tools and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year so start your free trial today at squarespace.com and if you decide to sign up make sure to use the offer code real simple to get 10% off your first purchase squarespace Build it beautiful. We're back to talk about engineering the perfect chocolate chip cookie. And I think if we're going to start anywhere, sort of like the ur text of chocolate chip cookies is the Toll House recipe, right? Like you were just saying, that's the one that you started making in your Happy Bake Offs. Yeah. Um, Happy, Happy Bake Offs. Happy, Happy Bake Offs on the back of the bag of chocolate morsels. It's still there. That's kind of like the iconic it is. American chocolate chip recipe, right? So, and that one, I think if you kind of think of as the, like the control in right. the experience, right. in the experiment, you know, what does it have? It has, I think, about equal amounts of white and brown sugar in it. It has baking soda and it has butter, I th- but the butter is, I think, at room temperature, not melted or, or slightly chilled. So those are the things that you're going to kind of get the... The classic Toll House form, and like the morsels a little bit themselves. Cakier. Don't forget yeah. the they're, morsels. Are themselves. they semi-sweet? They're semi-sweet, so they're right. not too dark. Right. They're not milk. I should I should say actually, I do like semi-sweet. Yeah, I just don't like dark. Okay, okay, go ahead. You're willing to give a little. Yeah, bit. I'm. Yeah. Li- yeah, I'll up it a little bit. And you know the size of the chips. Everything is like sort of in moderation in that recipe, right? Right. So, but if you think about those factors, like your sugars, your white sugar, your brown sugar, your uh, leavener, like your baking soda, your baking powder, and the butter. If you play with those things, that is how you can kind of tweak the recipe to produce different effects. Mm -hmm. You were saying that you like a little taller and cakier. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of sugar, if you increase the amount of brown sugar, that is going to give you that moisture chewier texture. Whereas if you increase the amount of white sugar, that's going to give you that like thinner spread of the crispiness. Now you don't want to go because brown sugar is moister. Yes. Basically. And 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 white sugar like loses its moisture faster. So it'll like kind of melts and spreads. Okay. Um now you don't want if you want like a super thin cookie, you don't want to just go whole hog and toss out all the brown sugar for all white sugar because you're going to get kind of like a flat tasting cookie. Right. Brown sugar's got that molasses. Yeah. Kind of so taste. you want to keep some brown sugar in there, but you can really 
you can really play with that ratio. So maybe you do two-thirds white sugar to one-third brown sugar instead of half and half. Okay. And um, and then by keeping some of that brown sugar in there, you're still going to have that nice kind of butterscotch flavor. You know, it'll be more dimensional than if you just went with the white sugar. So for me, that's the ratio that I – like my the, – the cookie recipe that I've kind of settled on has – more white sugar than brown sugar in it, but still enough to give it that kind of cookie, that 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 caramely cookie yep. flavor. So I would add more white sugar. <laughs> you would add more, more brown, brown sugar. sugar. Yeah, excuse me. Now, if you add baking powder rather than baking soda, or you inc- or you do half and half, like if you increase the ratio of baking powder to baking soda, that is also going to give you a cakier texture. It's going to give you more of that fluffy rise. Oh. Um, now, if you do half and half, you still get some chewiness, like that chewiness in the center we were right. talking about, but you're going to have crispier edges. So that's kind of like the okay. best of both worlds. Messing with baking soda and baking powder is I know, like, freaks you out, right? Freaks me out. So I think, again, the middle of the road there is the way to go, like yeah. half and half. But if you like yours really cakey, you could try adding more baking powder. Okay. And then you'd get like little... Fat ones, fat I like nuggets. That one. Yeah, <laughs> more balls than cookies. Right. <laughs> it was really funny actually because you mentioned that you saw me baking yeah. cookies this weekend. So yesterday was Monday, and here in New York we had this big snowstorm this weekend, and so I think a lot of us were doing baking because when I came into the office yesterday, I brought in some of the cookies I had made. Yeah, and one of my coworkers on the website, had also made chocolate chip cookies, and she brought hers in. But it was, like, hilarious because the two cookies were, like, sitting next to each other, and they were almost unrecognizable as two chocolate chip. Like, hers were very small and fat and cakey and chewy. I missed them. And had all kinds of stuff in them. And mine were, like, you know, six inches across and flat and crispy and had just big pieces of dark chocolate in them. And so it was really, it was, like, a... It was a, a test to see who went for which one. Yeah. But, yeah. You had a little trained so, camera on them. Yeah, exactly. So we're varying our sugar already mm-hmm. and our baking powder, baking soda. What else? Oh, butter. Butter. Yeah. So the more butter you use, <laughs> the more delicious they will be. No, the more they'll spread. So that's another okay. thing that kind of, if you like a bigger, thinner cookie, you can up the amount of butter in it. And, I mean, who doesn't want a buttery cookie? Do you also do, like, melted butter? Well, if you do melted butter, it will change the texture where it, when you bake it, it has kind of like a cracklier top. Oh, Almost yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you think about the top of, like, a brownie. Yes. Yeah. So it gives it a different texture. And if you want to have less spread, you add more flour. I mean, I guess that makes sense to okay. you, right? Like yes, you're it makes sense thickening to me. the dough. Um, And then finally, I would say, you know, another thing you can do is instead of making your dough and making the cookies right away, which is what most people want to do, if you put the dough in the refrigerator and let it sit covered for 24 hours, 36 hours, that will make the cookies, when you get around to baking them, a little bit chewier, if you like that. And it really, I mean, the main thing it does, and this has been tested again and again, is it really deepens the flavor. 
and it gives you kind of like a dark the cookies come out a little bit darker like a little bit more mm. caramelly and so it's a way like a very simple way if you can control yourself right, I was either say. by like not eating all the dough <laughs> before it's cooked or you know just delaying the gratification yeah. of the cookies it's a way to really like make a more complex kind of deep rich cookie so it's like a chili that gets better after a few days or a soup. Totally. Yeah. Same thing. It's just Mellowing. the flavor is yeah. melding. Yeah. All right. We have a lot of different tactics. The refrigeration makes me nervous because, um, yeah, I think that it would go. That, that, that there would, would be disappear. Ha- there would be hands oh in the my bowl. God. Well, my stepson, when I make anything, like any sort of batter, and I give him the bowl to clean up, clean up in uh-huh. quotes, and I have pictures of him. His head is literally inserted in the entire bowl. Like you can't see his head. It's disgusting. So I could just see it. Okay. So let can I hear for a few minutes about your cookie and how what you do to your cookie to make it your cookie? Okay. So like I said, I like thin and crispy. The recipe that I have kind of like settled on after years of tinkering with various ones out there in the world, like I said, it has a, a higher proportion of white to brown sugar. It uses equal parts of baking soda and baking powder. It has a lot of butter in it. (laughs) And the two other kind of unconventional maybe things that I do are that I put a lot of oats in my dough, my batter, which actually the way that these work out doesn't really make them taste like oatmeal cookies. You almost don't really notice it. But because of the white sugar and the butter and the the way they spread, it gives them this kind of crispy, lacy texture, Mm. which is really nice. And then I always use big chunks of chocolate. Um, So either I buy the bagged chunks or like this weekend I didn't have any of those, but I had a couple chocolate bars in my pantry. So I just chopped them up with a knife and threw them in that way. And then what ends up happening is when you chop them by hand, you get some very fine pieces of chocolate in them that just kind of melt into the cookie. And then you get these like big puddly pieces of chocolate, too, because the sizes are so all over the place. And then here's the real key is that before I bake them. I mean, there's a little bit of salt in the dough, mm-hmm. but before I bake them, I sprinkle each cookie with a little bit of salt, and that is the, the clincher. And seriously, like, if you want one surefire way to make people go crazy over your chocolate chip cookies, it's putting salt on them. You actually probably need more than you think in the cookie, mm-hmm. and because salt intensifies, like, the the body's ability to taste the sweetness of sugar it's just this like incredible yeah it's an intensifier of the cookies and i've never served these cookies to anyone without them being like holy shit <laughs> these are the best cookies ever okay so if we had a cookie off you'd totally win yeah I okay here's my here's my <laughs> chocolate chip cookie recipe that i've settled on okay. over you know much practice over the years buy the hershey's morsels mm-hmm. turn over the bag <laughs> follow the instructions and the only thing I do that I do, and I actually, and they don't always turn out that great. I actually, I'm not, it's, I'm not great at making them. The only thing I do is I always use kosher salt instead of regular, like uh-huh. fine salt, because I just, I love that with kind of almost with any dessert, frankly, yep. any like baked kind of thing, I'll use kosher salt because I love those little like the crunchy, flakes. yeah, the little crunchy surprises in, in things. That's it. That, that's my secret. <laughs> Anyone can use it. Okay. I want to talk, and but we're talking a little bit more about 
chocolate in other ways to vary. But first, let's have a word from our other sponsor. So we've talked about smoothies on these episodes, but we've never talked about juicing, and there is a reason why. It is such a pain to do. (laughs) So this episode is brought to you by Organifi, which is green juice that you don't have to juice yourself. Brilliant. You can save time, you can save money, you don't have to go shopping, you don't have to leave your house. That's a good way to get all of your vegetables and get an injection of health into every day without actually having to turn on that juicer or the blender. If you want to try Organifi, you can get a free trial for 30 days if you use our offer. You go to OrganifiShop.com cooks and enter coupon code cooks. Organifi ends with an I, so it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. That's OrganifiShop.com cooks. So before we leave you to go break out your baking pans yep. and all that stuff, we want to give, well, Sarah K really wants to give a few <laughs> other pieces of advice to help you really master your own, your own recipe. Yeah. So we talked about the ways that you can tweak some of the ingredients a little bit to engineer the perfect cookie for you. But, you know, there are a few other things you can do just in terms of materials or technique or things like that. I just talked about how chopping your own chocolate chunks can be a really nice way to get this like great variety of kind of chocolate textures into the cookie. And I still think that that's something that everyone should try at least once to see how they like it. But the other thing I would say is that if you really want to take your cookie game to the next level, <laughs> you should think about the chocolate. I mean, yes, we all grab the the bags from the supermarket shelf, but you know, These days, there are more than one kind of chocolate chip out there to try, more than one brand. And I think that if every once in a while you splurge on a nicer chocolate or use like a really high quality chocolate bar in the cookies, I mean, they're such simple things. You know, Mm -hmm. the ingredients are not that many that when you really like elevate one of the ingredients, you can taste the difference. And so I think that using great chocolate in your chocolate chip cookies can take them from just being like a nice everyday treat to something that's a little bit more special. And you can definitely tell the difference. You can definitely, definitely tell the difference. The other thing in terms of equipment is that I would say, you know, if you're using the same old battered, slightly crusty, can't quite get the stuff off of them baking sheets that you use for everything else in your house, you might want to get a couple of nice new heavy duty baking sheets and, you know, always use it parchment paper or if you are a frequent baker, I would say invest in a couple of those silicone baking mats. I have some of those. I think and I've used them once. Really? I use them all the time. Yeah, and, you know, they just make sure that you're not going to get that, like, unevenly cooked charred bottom of the cookie, which yeah. is the worst thing ever. I think they roll up. I don't like how they roll up. You have to go to the cake place. They sell really nice ones. Okay. Too. The one here. So, and they're not expensive. But you can okay. get them on Amazon. Anyone can get them. You Still know, pets. they used to be... I, way more expensive than they are now. And yeah, Silpat is like the classic mm-hmm. version. But there are a lot of like non-name brand ones now that are less expensive too. Okay. And then, you know, this is a trick that has been like way out there in the world at this point. But if you want to get cookies, like if you want to make a batch of cookies that are uniform in shape and size, instead of just kind of eyeballing it with your spoon, use a little 
ice cream scooper. You know, they can come, you can buy them in different sizes, but, um, you know, you don't have to get one of those giant ones. <laughs> you don't need dinner plate cookies, but a nice small ice cream scooper to portion out the dough will help you get really predictable and uniform results. And it's kind of nice, especially if you are, you know, giving them as gifts or taking them to bake sale or well, whatever. Well, it's also great because they all cook at the, cook at the same rate. They all cook at the same time. The same and rate. the kids don't fight about who gets yeah. the big you one. Get the you get the bigger one. one. Yeah. 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 Never heard that so. before. And then just like we say this a lot about baking, you know, and just as a reminder, you know, don't go crazy working the dough. <laughs> now, up to a point, it doesn't matter because when you're when you are going through the process of making the dough and you're creaming the butter and sugar and all that together, at that point you can go to town. You don't need to worry about it. And in fact, you really do want to work the the butter and the sugar together until they're you know as they say light and fluffy mm-hmm. and well combined. But once you start adding the flour to the dough, the the dry ingredients into everything, you really should take a gentle hand. And the less you mix it, sort of the craggier. Your scoops are when you when you get them That's on the baking word. sheet. The better the final texture of the cookie will be. Okay, so go for craggy. Go for craggy. Okay, that's a perfect way to end. Thank you so much for joining us today for Things Cooks Know. We'd like to thank our producer Kristen Meinzer. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on iTunes. And for a million more great cooking tips and tricks and baking tips and tricks, head to realsimple.com. If you have topics you'd like us to cover next time, you can tweet them to us at Sarah P. Humphreys or at S.Q. Karn. We'll be back next week. 